Hi everyone and welcome to The Sound Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. Hello everyone, we're back, 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 back. Hmm. Lisa again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with... Susanna and Ife. Welcome, are. welcome. I hope everyone is good. Um, what is the weather like where you are? Um, right now it's a bit cold, a bit chilly, but the Lord is here. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he is the fire. Oh my God. <laughs> and he keeps us warm. <laughs> 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 okay. Because he provided people the wisdom to create heaters. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, so today's session, uh, we're actually going to talk about obedience. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's new to me, but I've realized that I need to be more obedient. Um, And this kind of conviction came about um, during a seed session and um, someone made a comment like obedience is doing what you've been told exactly in the way that you've been told to do it. And I said, oh, okay, so there's a there's a clause to that, not just doing what you've been told to do, but in exactly the way you've been told to do it. Um, so that really challenged me and I, I hope it really challenges um, you as well. So um, in seed fashion, we're going to do um, true or false. Ooh. Um, so pen and paper, guys. Well, you know iPhone the drill. Um, or if you have an um, iPhone or whatever, get to Android. Those guys. Android. Uh, <laughs> just get it out. Note it down. So true or false. God is happy as long as I am. What do we think, girls? Oh, yeah, false for sure. Um, my only requirement as a Christian is to accept Jesus into my life. True or no, false? That's not the only requirement. Oh, to be a Christian or to live as a as Christian? As a Christian. No. False. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, the Bible is the word of God. <coughs> True? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 Um, the Bible is God's words. Um, I can pick and choose what I believe in the Bible. False. I mean, you can if you want to. I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, yeah. You shouldn't. Just add that to the third. You should not. (laughs) Write that down. You should... I, what's your name, will not (laughs) pick and choose. (laughs) Uh, Next one. When God says stuff in the Bible, they are just suggestions based on the context and the depravity seen back in the day that's very deep yeah <laughs> because people just use it like well back in the day they didn't really have you know good sanitation that means that god gave these rules to protect his people no, do we no it's false um obedience is a form of religion true or false hmm. what do you mean by that what do i mean by that yeah. um we'll discuss it later <laughs> oh, to be continued i guess okay. to be to be continued to Amen. So, as you've gone through that list of things, I hope you had the same answers as we did. If you didn't, then keep listening. And if you did, Ooh, keep listening. <laughs> keep listening. We can always learn. <laughs> um, so, to you girls here, what does the word obedience mean to you? That's so deep, man. Mm. With so, one phrase. Oh. One phrase. Mm-hmm. What does the word obedience mean to you? 
do as you have been told. Okay. Don't copy and paste my answer, please. I mean, I <laughs> but uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll switch it up. Um, just do it. 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 Just do it, mom. Um, for me, I have the imagery of similar imagery that I listened to by Timothy Keller, um, and he gives the imagery of leaning on a door, mm-hmm. like putting your whole weight on a door, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though it could open at any time right. do you know what I mean and I think yeah. sometimes um, I don't want, I don't want to fully, even though it can open at any time yeah, I don't want to wow. fully, fully lean on the door do you yeah. know what I mean um, but it's that willingness mm. and mm. response in action that yeah. comes to mind when I think of obedience okay let's just all admit that obedience can be really challenging absolutely super challenging um, but my good friend Susanna said this one thing to me and she was like, obedience is the Lord's love language. Oh, Why did you look so surprised? Yeah. I <laughs> She's like, I was... say stuff and I listen. Oh, bless you. Um, but obedience is the Lord's love language. And I was like, let's just deep that for a bit. I'll let that sit mm. on you whilst we carry on. But it's so true. Mm. God loves it when we are obedient to him. So let's think of the phrase uncompromising obedience. Mm. Not the fact that we'll say, God, I will do this if you, or when this happens, then I will. Let's be uncompromising in our obedience. Mm -hmm. Doing what God has said exactly the way that he said it. Mm -hmm. Not doing it with a, like, begrudgingly or Mm -hmm. being like, you're the only reason I'm doing this, God. (laughs) Not having that internal dialogue with yourself. But actually letting go of yourself to do it just because he said it doesn't matter if you like it or you agree with it necessarily have the heart of God because you have said I will do and there's a specific posture that you need to posture yourself um, to be able to do that um, and sort of crossing the T's and dotting the I's with what he's commanded like God doesn't say things um, in vain um, like there's a, there's a Ghanaian phrase a true phrase that um, I love Na insu on jinamenum mekasano, which means all the Ghanaians that means that. that sort of means um, there wasn't water in my mouth when I was speaking. Wow, I did not stutter. Okay, I did not. There wasn't water in my mouth, so you heard what I said. Wow, there wasn't oh. water in my mouth when I was speaking. When God says stuff, there isn't water in His mouth. He doesn't. Wow. There's no idle words. There's no like, idle words like. I said what I said. He suddenly meant what he said. Um, and that is it like crossing the t's and dotting the i's with what he's commanded and that is super hard in my life um and i can if it might be hard in your life if it's not please um transfer the anointing over um (laughs) but by god's grace we are getting there and he's a good father and he takes us on the journey of actually trusting him to be able to obey him Mm -hmm. so it becomes easier Mm -hmm. um when we choose it of course so for this session, we're going to look at the story of Saul, um, and um, the passage is from 1 Samuel 15, um, verses 1 to 29. It is a long bit of scripture, um, but I promise you, as you read it, you'll be going through such an emotional roller coaster because you're like, oh my goodness, I do that. Oh my goodness, I do that. Oh my goodness, I do that. Lord, please no. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's my eternal dialogue, like, whoa. Mm. Um, But there are specific points that we're going to focus on. God's instruction, what Saul did, and what were the repercussions. So those could be your bullet points. God's instructions, 
Saul's actions and the repercussions. Um, and alongside that, on your piece of paper, I want you to think about your own life. Put on one side of your paper, what has God told me to do? Mm. And on the other side, I want you to put, what have I actually done? <laughs> yeah. And that should be a challenge for you. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but yeah. it is an opportunity to take those things to God and be like, King of glory, I am so sorry. I'm actually really sorry you spoke and I didn't, but yeah. Lord, please help me to rectify this. Amen? Amen. Um, so let's start from verse one. What God saw, what, whoa. Mm. What we saw. Whoa. So what has God asked <laughs> Saul to do? Okay. So one day Samuel said to Saul, it was the Lord who told me to anoint you as king of his people, Israel. Now listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I have decided to settle accounts with the nation of Amalek for oppressing Israel when they came from Egypt. Now go and completely destroy the entire Amalekite nation, men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. Right, so this is not a trick question, but what did God tell Saul to do? Should we give them a second? Write it down. Mm -hmm. This is like comprehension 101. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if we did more comprehension in school, we would have got better grades. You reckon? Yeah. I thought you were going to say if we did more comprehension in school, we'd be more obedient. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, no. <laughs> okay. So I hope you've, you know, got that written down. Mm -hmm. Amen. So let's jump to verse 8. This is what Saul does. So, no, let's go to verse 7 first. Then Saul slaughtered the Amalekites. Brilliant. Well done, Saul. From Havilah to the way to... All the way to Shur, east of Egypt. He captured Agag, the Amalekite king, and completely destroyed everyone else. Saul and his men spared Agag's life and kept the best of the sheep, the goats, the cattle, the fat calves, and the lambs. Everything, in fact, that appealed to them. They destroyed only what was worthless or of poor quality. Mm -hmm. Everybody say error. Error. Turn to your neighbor and say error. Error. Turn to your other neighbor and say error. Error. So why are we saying error? What did Saul do? He didn't do what God, God asked him to do. I feel like God was very specific in what he said. 100. And I feel like that's his character. Yeah. God is not vague. Yeah. Or ambiguous. Mm. And I, I hope it's convicting you as much as it's convicting me because in my heart I'm like, whoa, God. <laughs> we, do, we do that. Whoa. Selective obedience. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and I think we're selective based on what we value. Mm. So it's like to him, these cars mean something. They're yeah. worth something. Yeah. yeah. So because he attached the value on it, he was like, mm, Is it alright if I leave the room because yeah. I can't listen to this conversation anymore? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I think I think oftentimes our disobedience can can show the things that we value. Idols in our lives. And and the idols in our lives. Yeah. So it's really worth Ah, my chest. <laughs> it's really worth um, just looking internally. And even yeah. there's evidence around because yeah. further down, 
when Samuel came to to see Saul. Yeah. And he and he said, "What what have you done?" Mm. And Saul was like, "Oh, I did what you asked me to do." And mm. Samuel said, "Why can I hear the bleating of mm. sheep?" Yeah. So disobedience has a sound. We can yeah. hear it around us. Yeah. So it's not just has a sound. Hallelujah. Take that in. <laughs> so it's not just yes if i look internally but even externally as well and the way that you're re- relating to people and the way that you're speaking about people has been speaking um to god and things like that but yeah i think definitely um it shows our disobedience shows what we value it's either we're valuing god's instruction or what we what we deem as as good yeah mm. so true mm. yes so true the things that he saw of value, he kept he kept it kept it to himself, um, and you know I was like maybe Saul didn't have bad intentions, maybe it was the people telling him to keep it. You know we we, we reason with ourselves, don't we? Yeah, it's the people telling because that's what he said to to Samuel to yeah. Samuel down the line. He was like, well, well, the men, you know, mm. they they're the ones that you know kept it, but you're the Excuses. leader. God told you. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. God told you. Yeah. That's right. And it's so deep because oftentimes we wait for God to tell everyone else before we say yes to him. Oh. And that's nonsense. And that's so false. Even for me, if God tells me something, I move. It, 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 there's a temptation to only move when someone else moves. Yeah. Rather than saying, okay. you have said yes, mm. so I will go. Yeah. yeah. I think someone um, at the seed gave this analogy of, we think God's instruction is like a false fire alarm. Wow. Because when you hear a fire alarm, wow. you you Wait, know it's false when everyone else sits down. Wow. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So then we kind of look around, what, what is everyone else yeah. doing? And then that will determine the value of the instruction. But so you're going to sit down and let the room burn? Because everybody, everybody's waiting on everybody to everybody's move. Everybody's waiting for everybody to move. But nobody moves and you burn. No one, no one moves and you burn. So I think it's very important to wow. not see the value of God's instruction and people's reactions to it. Wow. Or even wait for those reactions. God is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to listen, listen back to this again and again. Even to challenge myself, yeah. so I'm like, oh, but God, no one else is moving. But mm. God, no one else is doing it. But God, no one else is fasting. But God, no one else, no one else, no one else. And it's like, no, but I've told you. Yeah. I've told you. And I think when we sharpen our ears to, to hear and to respond, the, yeah. the more mature we grow in Christ. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. God, please help us, Lord God. Please. Please, please, please help us. Like, because we might be the change that is needed in that room because mm. other people are going to burn. Mm. God is the one that is asking us, Lisa, stand up so mm. other people can follow you out. Amen. Oof. That's, that's the thing. That's what he's doing. Like, we stand with our physical eyes and we're like, oh God, I'm looking to see the winds of change. And when the winds of change come, mm. then I will go. But God is like, step out mm. and then the winds will come like god mm. tells us things ahead of time mm. like god tells us things so we can walk into the season like mm. we we can't like we can't not it's deep bro it's deep it's we deep. can't not yeah god god's voice is not a force for mm. no jesus help us jesus help us um and if you don't have something to write down in terms of like what god has told me to do versus what am I doing 
Um, it actually doesn't need to be as deep as God saying, go and kill the Amalekites. It could be like, forgiveness. Mm. Do you forgive? Mm. Yeah, I'm only going to forgive them when they forgive me or <laughs> when, they, when they say sorry or mm. da 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 I feel like they know what they've done. Sounds like Sussex, that. No, it sounds like Essex, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Do no, you know what it's not, not, no, I don't think it does. Think That's it does. okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, but like things like forgiveness, what does God's word say about forgiveness versus what am I actually doing? How am yeah. I exhibiting it? So yeah, looking at those thing. different elements of your life and, you know, really bringing them to God. Um, so what are the repercussions of Saul's actions? If we jump to verse 10, um, then the Lord said to Samuel, verse 11, um, I'm sorry that I ever made Saul king, for oh. he has not been loyal to me and he has refused to obey my command. Mm. Samuel was so deeply moved uh, when he heard this that he cried out to the Lord all night. Can you imagine God saying, I don't even want want to put my name into that sentence. (laughs) Can you imagine God being grieved that he actually gave you that opportunity? God being grieved that he like created you or made you as king or like i don't want god's displeasure in me i really really don't but it's all well and good saying god i don't want your displeasure in me but what are my actions saying what are my words saying Mm -hmm. what is my heart saying Mm -hmm. it's that thing where your your head and your heart and your actions everything should be unified yeah unified in him um, so Lord, please, oh, please help us. Yeah. Please help yeah. us. Um, but thankfully, we have the blood of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus. Mm. Amen. Um, and the amazing thing is that we have the blood of Jesus, which atoned for everything. Like we have forgiveness because of Jesus. And that is such a beautiful and such a wonderful thing. And mm. um, that we have this grace this grace that means that this is humanly impossible within myself but because of jesus because of what he's done Mm. because of who he is i can actually do this in him i can do this Mm. outside of him i can't Mm. i think sometimes um, a common misconception is that i'll come to god when i'm good you can't because you're not good outside of him Mm. You cannot. Mm. You really can't. Mm. It's impossible. Because outside of God, there isn't grace. Mm. Outside of Jesus, there isn't grace. Mm. And Jesus and grace is a divine enabler. So it is the helper. It is that extra thing that you need to do something. For all my scientists out there, grace is a catalyst. Grace is what produces the activation energy needed Mm. to perform a reaction. It is what allows us to get somewhere and do something that is humanly impossible by ourselves, but grace allows it. It's not an excuse not to do it, okay? We can't misuse the phrase, oh, by God's grace. Well, by the grace of God. Christian we can't do that. It should humble us being like, oh, because of the grace of God, I can. 
or because of the grace of God, I won't. Mm. Because of the grace of God, I will give this up. Mm. That kind of thing. Mm. It enables, it helps, it mm. gives us what we need to be able to do what we need to do. Any comments, ladies? So what would you say for your non-scientists? <laughs> oh, for the non-scientists. Um, oh, okay, I have to go back on myself. Um, for the non-scientists, imagine grace being, um, you are like, <laughs> you're a chocoholic and you have, <laughs> you're a chocoholic and um, God said, Lisa, do not touch another bar of chocolate. But I have those days where I can, I literally feel like I can eat a horse. Like I'm so hungry, I'm so ravenous. I'm, but the thing is I've eaten, but I still have the urge to eat. I'm just like craving food. Thank mm. you, hormones. Craving food. Mm. And imagine being in that state and the chocolate being there, you're like, oh. That thing within you, your body is like, eat it, eat it, right. eat it, just eat it. Yeah. God will love you, eat it, eat it. Oh, wow, look at it. Oh, just the tiniest bit. Oh, chocolate, sweet energy. Wow. As soon as you eat this, yeah, you'll be able to stay awake. You can do that thing that God's asked you to do because you'll be awake and alive and happy. Oh, my goodness, yeah, eat it. But the grace of God says, do you know what? If you don't eat this, you won't die. You'll actually be fine. You'll live. Mm. You'll live. Mm. And you can. Grace gives us a choice. Yeah. Yes. Like, you can. You'll be fine. Just stay. Because of Jesus. I mean, he died and he resurrected because... And for you to have this decision, you can do it. Mm. So without Jesus and without grace, you would have been damned to pick up that chocolate. There wouldn't have been another way. There wouldn't have been another choice. You wouldn't have known that you could make a decision like that to go against the grain, to yeah. go against your body, to go against hormones. Yeah. Yeah. But because of grace, that means I have a choice. Yeah. I don't have to do this. Yeah. In that analogy mm-hmm. or in every, any other circumstance, that thing that God has asked you to do or not to do, because of grace, because of who you are in Christ, I can or I won't. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Brilliant. Any other contributions? I think as well it's important to you know when you spoke about Saul, um, um, the blah, 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 about God saying you know he was grieved um, that he ever that he ever um, made him king. That kind of idea of remembering that there will be consequences if you don't obey. I yeah. think that sometimes as Christians we not over, I don't want to say overdo, um, but talk so much about God's love for me and he'll never leave nor forsake me as his word says which is true but sometimes we can use that as an excuse to delay obedience to delay um, understanding to delay getting in his presence to delay just doing it Um, and we forget that there will be repercussions and consequences if you do not Um, and that lands us in it can land us in a lot of trouble so I guess I would urge everybody to remember that when you when he's when the holy spirit is reminding you to do that thing he told you to do on thursday but he first initially told you on monday um that delay again remind remind yourself in that moment when he's told you go just go and do it that there will be consequences if you choose not to do it and 
yes god is gracious and he's kind and he will remind but he's not going to force you to do anything and because he's a god of principle and order if you fail to do something there will be a consequence he's gracious and he will walk you through um but there will be consequences and just it's not worth i am learning it's it's just not worth not doing it yeah it, it will only hurt you you know like when i, t- I was, think i was talking to you Lisa, about um being in, in kids with, in school with my, um, the kids and they were trying to be um really loud and just not listening and i was like you know i've, I've got my qualifications already i've, I've got my qualifications yeah. got my gcse yeah, got I've, my a level exactly i found myself being that teacher and i was saying listen if you don't do this now lay it down the line yeah. you're gonna feel it mm-hmm. you're gonna remember the choice you made um yeah. to not listen here and not concentrate and not get to where you need to go and i'm trying to help you to go so yeah there are consequences when you don't obey that's a, a real a very real thing and deep consequence and not just oh, i'll be all right gotta work it out yeah yeah it's very christian he says oh he god will love me anyway okay there will be consequences yeah one really like scary thing is the fact that saul had no idea what he'd done he mm. thought that what he'd done was good he literally was in denial <laughs> do you think he was in denial or do you just think that I think it was Ife that was saying about um, because of the things he valued, he saw them as important. Yeah. So he thought, I mean, at least I've done some of what he said. I, yeah. Do you think he was in the? I think it's that the, sum, the, the sum of what God had said. Mm-hmm. He thought that maybe he'd cover all the bases based on the word that God had given. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Okay. Therefore, that's why with his whole chest, he went to Samuel. Mm-hmm. I've done it! Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I was like, I can hear the bleating yeah, of sheep. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that thing. Mm. So how do you think we can avoid ourselves? Like, how do you think we can avoid getting into that mess? I think community for me has been a, a great sort of way because mm-hmm. you have people looking into your life. And when they see something, when they spot something, they can be like, actually, that thing that you did or that thing that you said, uh, that wasn't... Yeah, that wasn't good. Mm. What do you girls think? Um, <clears throat> interesting. I think what the word of God. The word of God. Yes, by the grace of God, to the glory of God. Laugh at me now. We're not laughing. <laughs> laugh at that Sisterhood. Yeah. I think. I think something that he could have done that we should do is have the fear of God in us yeah um so that we hear the voice of man and think what can you actually do to me mm-hmm. as the bible said um you know I think I'm paraphrasing it says something like you know don't fear man that can just kill your body but fear God who can kill your body and your soul hey oh could you kill your body and your spirit something like that um so I think something that Saul could have done was to fear God you know and that's done in in reading scripture that's done in in meditating that's gone done in allowing the word of God to be a lamp onto your feet um to direct your path to counsel you um but yeah I think whenever we stray away from the presence of God and even from the words of God we see the fear of man creep up on Mm. us a lot more than we would have done if we were in that place of prayer and, and solitude with God. Yeah. So I think definitely 
Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. And the door and the passageway and every other way. Hey, hey prayer is the key. Um, but yeah, definitely um, spending time with God. Um, because when you when you begin to enjoy God, the consequence of sin will be not having God with you. Does that make sense? When you begin to understand the presence of God, you would feel the consequence of sin when you feel distant from God. Does that make sense? Um, so I think valuing the presence of God, valuing the words of God, and oh, just being broken by even Him choosing to speak with you. Does that make sense? Like yeah. really being, having the fear of God in you will mm. keep us from all kinds of sin. Amen. Amen. Mm. Susanna, what do you think? I agree. The, I think the fear of God at the beginning, what's the scripture? Of wisdom. Exactly, the fear of God at the beginning of wisdom. And a lot of us ask questions, oh, what to do? How do I do it? There, there it is. Fear God and you will know how, you know when. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with the community aspect of something that can help. Um, but just I would just e- echo that with um, make sure that you, you are utilising the community that you've been graciously given mm-hmm. yeah. and to its max potential. I think yeah. a lot of us have community around us. Maybe we just don't acknowledge it. And maybe we don't give the community access to us in a way that we need to for yeah. it to really, like... Rate, like hit you in your heart and it yeah. to be real it's easy to say you're part of a group and it's easy to say you go to this group every week and you chat if you do not give the members you don't like community, the men yeah if you don't give them access you lot are just a club that's it you just chill maybe have a bit of banner just call them a club, club <laughs> you are not a sisterhood yeah, you're a club what, exactly and i'm i'm definitely learning that yeah having a that's it's useless because it's not a substance so when yeah. the real things happen you're there like, I don't know who to call, but people looking in and think, oh, you, but you've got community. If you've not yeah. given them access, nothing will happen. <laughs> so fear God, have people around you, and in your fearing God, be honest with him. Mm. Be honest with him so that he can help you. He wants to help you. Um, so recognize that, accept that. Amen. And read your Bible as well. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much ladies for your contributions there it's been so helpful i know myself my my whole chest is just like quaking in its boots um but we thank you so much lord god that you are so faithful god that you love us so much that you want to draw ourselves to you lord that we will look more like you um and we just pray lord god that where we haven't trusted you lord god where we've limited your power where we've been prideful Mm. Um, where we've seen the convenience of disobedience um, and fear from obedience, Lord God. Um, Lord Jesus, that those things will be secondary um, unto you, Lord God. And we pray that we will fear you, Lord God, and we will delight in you above all else, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you so much for listening, ladies. And catch you on the next one. Ooh. So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.